Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Shade the Blue Soccer Show, uh, FC Kansas City special today with Coach Waco and Danowski. Uh, Coach, you on? Yes, I'm on. Thank you very much for having me, Ted. Are you excited to be going to your first NWSL championship game here this weekend? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we were cut short a little bit uh, last season, so this uh, this year we managed to, to get through in this uh semi-final and uh, very excited to, get, to go in the final. Now, it, it seems like you and Seattle have matched up pretty well over the season. They uh, they won the first game in Seattle, but you uh, tied them the last two games, being the first team to actually knock them off of their win streak. Um, how, has the, how has Kansas City grown since that first match in Seattle? You know, every every game we've grown and uh, we, became, uh, we became a more mature team. I mean, we had a chance, uh, we had an opportunity to switch things around a little bit and see what works, uh, what doesn't. And uh, in terms of uh, playing Seattle, you, you know, first, they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're very good. Looking at their roster, they're, they're just solid. They're offensive power. Uh, they have a great goalkeeper on, on goal. So, all together, they're, they're great. But... Uh, you know, we, we we do a good job playing against them. The first game in Seattle, uh, it was 2-2, and we got a late goal, scored on us. And then the, the other two games, uh, we we tied them. So, you know, the, the scoreline, uh, I think, predicts a good uh, good good game uh, in the final. It, traditionally, you guys seem to match up well with teams who uh, – who like to play soccer uh, in a similar style that you do. They, you know, want to hold the ball. They want to play soccer and not be a, a physical team. Is that how Seattle is for you? Oh, yeah. Seattle is actually uh, very similar. Even last year when uh, when the results uh, were not going their way, they were still, uh, they were still a good team and a good team to play against because uh, – they maintain a, a certain uh, certain level uh, of uh, of soccer, where you know where, where they possess the ball, where they you, they had a clear idea of what they, what they wanted to do, clear plan. I mean, uh, Laura has done a tremendous job with uh, with the team, and uh, in fact, she she just won the, the coach of the year uh, uh, this season, which uh, very uh, very well uh, deserved, and. Uh, in, ter- uh, in terms of how we match with them, I think it's uh, it's going to be very good because uh, that's pretty much what we want to do. We we have an idea, we have a plan, and we you know when we step on the field, we try to execute it. Uh, I, I know after the game the other day, you told us your secret to uh, stopping Portland. You don't want to let us in on what your secret to stopping Seattle is ahead of the game, do you? Uh, the secret of stopping <laughs> Portland uh, and stopping Seattle. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's pretty much a, a Similar, uh, similar thing. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the lineup and what uh, what drives that uh, that team is uh, that their number ten. I mean, uh, you know, you have uh, Vero on one side, you have Kim Little on the other side, and then uh, 
you have uh, Alex Morgan and uh, Tobin Heath and Sinclair on, uh, on Portland, and then you have Sidney LaRue and Naho and uh, Rapino at uh, at uh, Seattle. So the, the lineups are very similar. You know, I can't forget, uh, of course, Anger on goal and Hope Solo. I mean, both go, go, good goalkeepers. I think the uh, and then uh, you have Fishlock and and Winters for Seattle, and then you have. Uh, uh, Amber Brooks and Adi Long. So in terms of uh, how they, they're, they're suited, they're very similar to to each other. Their, their power, their, their, fire, uh, their, their offensive power is very similar. So I don't think we're going to change much in terms of how we're going to match up with them defensively. There are, of course, a few things that uh, we're going to have to change offensively just because of uh, the way Seattle steps up, especially when they play at home. <clears throat> going back to that early game in Seattle, you you're still feeling out the formations you were playing and, and you had uh, different players uh, available to you because you didn't have Hagen and uh, uh, Katrina Gorey or LaPelbit back then as options either to start or off the bench. So uh, the team's growing quite a bit, not only with you know different players, but some of the rookies having that much more experience now because you've, you've been one of the coaches who's unafraid to play uh, rookies in starting roles with uh, Jenna Richmond and uh, Kathy Tallman. Uh, can you kind of Talk about why you know you're you're so unafraid to play those uh, young players. You know when I, when I played myself, I started playing uh, as a uh, as a young player uh, professionally. So it, uh, I just know how I felt when when the chance was given to me. So I feel like uh, that uh, if I give chance to young players, they're going to do whatever it takes to prove themselves, and uh, they're going to they're going to try hard and. Uh, and uh, work hard through, uh, all the time, and uh, you know the potential is very obvious with uh, with the rookies that we that we have on the team, with the rookies that we drafted, and I think that uh, every chance that was that was given to them, they they took full advantage of them, uh, full advantage of it. You know, of course, Casey Coleman and uh, and Jenna Richmond, incredible both of them, but also we have players like uh, Silva. You know, they've gotten in uh, several times and. Uh, and scored valuable uh, goals for us. Uh, Morgan Marlborough as well scored a couple of goals for us. So, uh, you know, I feel, I I trust the young players, and I think that uh, in order for our team to uh, to grow and uh, to be successful, not just short term but long term as well, we have to have a combination of uh, youth and experience. The uh, those local players, like you mentioned, Silva and Marlborough. And uh, you have Laddish on the team as well. You've also been—I mean—you've been good at incorporating the the local talent and, and drafting well with uh, those Kansas City girls. Can you talk about that at all? Or? Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, every every time when we go we, when we go in the draft, of course, we're looking for the best available uh, options. And if that best available comes from Kansas City, then uh, then it's a no-brainer for us. I mean. Uh, you know, first we we get what we need, and then uh, of course you get a local talent, uh, which is important for uh, for the growth of this uh, game uh, uh, in the community. I mean, it's important that that we cater a little bit to to the community, not just. Uh, I mean, it's important for this organization, but it's important for the league as well. For for this, uh, we know what uh, what is. Uh, we know the history with uh, women's soccer leagues, uh, so that's why we we have to do something whatever we whatever we can and wherever we can to uh, to help this league grow. 
and, and I know my conversations with you, you've talked quite a quite a bit about making sure that you know you develop talent, but that you're here to help you know players develop, but also keep this league growing. So I just you know on a personal note, I want to commend you for that that attitude of you know looking forward for the future, not just the present. So I think that's I think Thank that's you. a great thing you do, yeah. coach. Um, you know, I have to suck up to you at least once in a while, right? <laughs> um, the over the two years now, who has which players do you think have developed the most? Oof, I feel like now you're putting me on the spot. You know, <laughs> I I think that overall everyone has developed, everyone has grown in a different way. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a young player that is developed. I mean, we have uh, someone like Becky Sauber. You know, she was uh, she was on the national team, not uh, not a regular starter. You know, first year grew into uh, and became a regular starter. Second year, it's not just a regular starter. Now it's a, it's a no-brainer for you know for the starting position. And also, she grew, she developed into a best uh, defender in the world. Uh, so, you know, that's a quite a quite a development. Then uh, you have players like uh, you know another experienced players, Leanne uh, Robinson, that, uh, uh, that 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 has always been a good player, but. You know, in the last two years, just uh, developed into into a uh, national team player. You know, Jen Boskowski, same thing, an experienced player that uh, has always been good, and you know, has, she's always done well. That everyone knows her quality, and she's another one that is right uh, right there to you know, uh, very close to the national team as well. And uh, it's easy to say, you know, for the players like uh, like Erika Timrek, you know, came in rookie. Uh, from college, winning Rookie of the Year, or Cassie Coleman, or uh, Jenna Richmond, you know, someone that uh, obviously uh, came into uh, second round, uh, second round in the draft. Not many people, uh, not many people, maybe even even knew about her, and now she's grown into a regular starter in the league and and good, very good player in the league. So. Uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to say who has developed the most. I mean, even Amy Rodriguez coming back from a from the uh, uh, pregnancy, you know, after after the, uh, giving birth to a child, you know, it's, it's not an easy comeback. She comes back and she's playing the the best soccer of her life. You know, she she changed her game a little bit, developed uh, and grew into a more complete player. You know, she's not that uh, young Amy Rodriguez that can sprint behind the line and, uh, and and outrun defenders, which she can still do that, but now she also helps other players uh, and helps the whole team get uh, get to the next level. Yeah, the run she made uh, against Portland to get that first goal, uh, I mean, to me that was a thing of beauty where she kind of slipped one defender off her shoulder and slid behind the other one as uh, Lauren Holiday played that ball out to her and then had the composure to round the keeper and, and calmly put it in. I think that just showed how good she was or how good she can be. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, three, four years ago, Amy Rodriguez makes, her, uh, makes the same run, but it goes straight to uh, straight down the, the field, straight to the goal, and then Lauren still finds her over over the top. Now she, she looks for those little seams, for those little... Uh, Little gaps for those little pockets, and uh, tries to expose the uh, defenses that way. And of course, Lauren, Lauren's right there to 
to fit the balls that she needs. Uh, who, um, just going to throw out some kind of uh, odd questions on you here, Coach, for looking back at a little bit at the year. Uh, who's been your hardest worker in training? Hardest worker in training? Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, they, they're all hard workers. You know, they, they, the, uh, one of the reasons why they, they are where they're at, you know, professional athletes, professional soccer players, is definitely their work ethic and uh, professional attitude and mentality. But uh, it's hard to, again, pick up one and say this person has worked the hardest. I mean, uh, not thinking to going through the team. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I just cannot point one person. <laughs> that, you know, they're, they're, you know they're, they're all hard workers. You know, they, they don't ask questions uh, why and how. You know, the, the task is given to them and they're out there. They're doing it. You know, of course, throughout the season, you know, we have ups and downs in terms of some, you know, sometimes, you know, they they, they don't feel it or you know they don't they don't work, they don't work as hard. But uh, overall, throughout the course course of the season, I mean, I, I cannot point one person and, and say this this person is not working hard. Uh, who's your most competitive? Oh, most competitive. You know, they're showing their competitiveness uh, in different ways. You know, they're, they're all competitive. They all get into each other. You know, they they, they all get into it. But, uh, you know, it's funny. They all show their competitiveness in different ways. Uh, like, uh, you know, Amy Amy uh, Rodriguez is extremely competitive. Any time of the, of the, of the practice, the drill, Amy knows the score, the time. Uh, she knows the rules. She follows everything. Like there, there's no way anything can get away from Amy. Uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren Cheney, Holiday. You know, if she loses a game at practice, you know, it ruins her day. I mean, she, you know, she walks off the field like you know the worst thing happened. And then uh, Jen Buskowski, you know. It, she she gets so into it sometimes you know it's scary to be around her if uh, things are not going her way on on games on uh, practice games you know practice drills so uh, you know they're all competitive uh, in different ways i mean uh, you know if uh, if i miss a call or something then, you know, there's definitely an argument uh, especially you know of course uh, jen Boskowski is probably the first one that to raise her voice, you know, or, or share her opinion, but uh, I don't know. They, they, they all get into it. It's sometimes, you know, you you think twice before uh, before you put them into these uh, small sided games or you know the five v five games. I, I, you know, as a coach, I just uh, you know enjoy enjoy seeing the, the competitive spirit. I just kind of you know stay on the side. And if I have to say a thing or two, usually I say it on the side after the little, you know, the little sequence is over, because uh, you, you don't have to do much. I mean, they they're so competitive that they're doing it themselves, and they keep uh, each other accountable, and uh, they take responsibility. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting when uh, when they're going against each other. Well, one thing that's uh, surprised me when watching training is. Uh, how much offensive ability uh, Buzz has. You know, a lot of people think of her as a defensive midfielder, but when it comes to some of those small-sided games, she's she's launching some pretty good shots into the upper 90. 
Baz is actually a very technical player. Uh, she she, uh, she does get in uh, in the attacking third a lot more this year than last year, maybe ever before. And in fact, she scored an important goal for us for one uh, one win, uh, one zero win against uh, Chicago. But uh, yeah, she's got the she's got great great shot, very technical, precise, and she can shoot both feet right and left. I mean, she can she can spray the ball both feet and she can shoot the ball both feet. It's uh, you know it's pretty pretty neat the the the, the offensive uh, threat that she can be. Which uh, which player is the one that you could count on to uh, crack the joke and uh, lighten the mood? Okay, let me think now. They... <laughs> you know, and you know what? I I have to say, Erica Erica is uh, number one there. You know she. You know, so it's funny, but uh, the f- when she first came here last year, uh, we we didn't know if she's serious or she's joking. Sometimes when she was talking to us, you know, we ask her questions, she'll answer it, and then uh, I'll I'll turn around to to Hugh and G, and I'm like, was she serious or not? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, okay, I hope she's not serious. You know, now that, now that we're, they've been around for so long and uh, we've known her so well, it's like. Uh, it's it's fun being around her. I mean, she she has a she has a very very nice sense of humor and sometimes a little different. But uh, if you if you get to know her, she's very funny. Do uh, any of them uh, make an attempt to imitate uh, c- uh, your assistant coach Goran's accent? <laughs> uh, his accent is actually the same as, as my accent. I mean, we come from the same part of the world. <laughs> So I, every time when, when I hear some of them imitating that, uh, I'm uh, uh, I'm hoping that they're, they're trying to imitate him, not me. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think A-Rod was probably the best in it from what I heard. Uh, let me see. I heard Mandy, Mandy saying, uh, saying things, and she's doing a pretty good job. Who else? Uh, Erica sometimes. Yeah, so they yeah they they try to to throw out a word or two uh, after after G uh, talk, talks to them. Yeah, and, and and I know you and Gordon are from the same part of the world. Uh, his accent is still a little bit heavier than yours at times. Um, my my daughter took the one soccer camp from that he ran, and I know for the first part of it, she's kind of stood there like, "What did he say? What did he say?" Uh, but she picked up on it pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the the girls, you know, they're they're funny. You know, especially if you make a mistake uh, while you're talking, they're gonna hear about it. I think one of the things, one of the latest things now that I hear at practice all the time is uh, Apple. I, uh, from what I understood, G is calling uh, Apple uh, Sarah Hagen. April, so we we hear April throughout practice uh, quite a few times now. That's uh, I will have to try that with uh, Goran next time I see him. Um, you seem to have a lot of uh, good leaders on the team. I mean, uh, the veterans seem to all step up, but even the younger players seem to know, you know, what they need to do at this point. It, it's 
it speaks really well of all the professional level that the that your team has from you watching them. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, we definitely have the leaders. We have the experienced players. What, what one good thing about this team is that uh, the experienced players are not old players. You know, they're young but experienced. I mean, you have you know players like. Uh, like Becky or Cheney or Buzz, you know, Leanne, Nikki, you know, they're 20, 26, 27 years old. You know, they're experienced, but they're they're young, experienced players, which is probably the best combination you, you can have. And uh, that's uh, one of the advantages that we have probably over some uh, some other rosters. But uh, but uh, having those uh, having those leaders is not helping uh, just the team. Uh, itself but uh, you know I have to say that they've been helping me I mean you know let's be realistic women's soccer or professional women's soccer for me is a pretty new thing so you know this is my second year so there have been so many questions that uh, that that I have or have had in the past that uh, when I needed answers I go to Becky or Cheney and say okay you know I have a situation like this with this with this player how do I approach it what do I do? What do you think is the best thing to do? And they've been tremendous. I mean, they they understand and uh, they understand uh, where I come from and uh, what I need. And uh, they've been extremely great and respectful in the, the answers that uh, they're giving to giving to me. Or even uh, I would give, I would turn, uh, turn turn to them for advices. And uh, I you know I always uh, get a good uh, good answers or good advices for them. Uh, you know we have a great relationship, and I trust their I tr- trust their judgment and uh, their view of things. There, and uh, of course uh, they're so respectful that uh, that uh, they never step uh, step uh, over their boundaries. They they know they're still players, uh, captains, and they know uh, how far they can go. So it's been just uh, just a, a, a great uh, relationship, and that's uh, one of the things that I think uh, has helped. Uh, uh, help me, but also help the team uh, to become better uh, or to become what it is. Are you kind of glad you got those players in the allocation last year? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, one uh, one funny thing uh, the the uh, after the allocation was the the draft, and uh, the draft was in uh, Indianapolis. You know, the home uh, home city for uh, Lauren. So. Mm-hmm. So when we were at the draft, uh, she was uh, she was asked by the by the league by the federation to be there and uh, show her face, you know, promote the league, have a couple of interviews, you know, ESPN was there, Fox Soccer Channel at that time, and uh, we're sitting in uh, right after the draft, we're sitting in this uh, this room, we're getting ready for a press conference. And uh, Lauren walks in, and before she even walked in, you know, we could hear outside people start saying, Lauren's here, Lauren's here, Lauren's here. Like, okay. And before that, I've only talked to her on the phone once. Uh, It was just a brief conversation. Welcome to Kansas City. So excited to have you around. And that was it. So she walks in, walks straight into, into, uh, straight towards the table where where I was sitting, and Hugh Williams was with me as well. And we shake hands. She goes, "I'm Lauren. I'm Vladko. I'm Hugh." She goes, "You guys cannot believe we our team is going to be so good. We have uh, we have the best players, and we have we will have absolutely no drama. 
We got Becky, Barney, and Mewis now. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. It will be awesome. Like, all right, that's that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that's that stuck in my head was that, you know, one of the first things is that we, we're going to have absolutely no drama, great people. I'm like, that, that's good to know. Absolutely. A, a team with no drama is pretty amazing all in itself. Yep. And uh, you know what? She was spot on. Uh, you know, uh, those national team players that, were, that got allocated, and now Arod being uh, being one of them as well. I mean, it, it's been awesome. You uh, obviously, you know, all coaches face different challenges. I mean, you have such a good lineup of of players. Uh, but I know over the, this this year, uh, especially, but even both years, you've had a lot of call-ups. You know, players going up to the national team, and because you've you've had so many good players, there was a lot of call-ups between either to the U.S. or Canadian national team last year, et cetera. But you've also had that streak this year with uh, so many games back to back, where you had nine game streak, where you're playing, uh, you know, weekend, midweek, et cetera, and lots of travel in it. What's what's been your toughest? coaching challenge or is it something else that I'm I don't even know about that what's been your toughest coaching challenge so far as a NWSL coach toughest coaching coaching challenge man where'd you where'd you come up with all these tough questions Ted toughest coaching challenge you know every game uh, it's a different challenge It's it's a challenge for itself you know like you said National team players are not here. Uh, that's a different challenge. You know, nine games in uh, 25 days. That's a that's a different challenge. Everyone being here and you know, have 20 players on the roster and you have to come up with a with the best one. That's a challenge for itself too. I mean, everyone is healthy, working hard. Everyone's ready to go. That's a different challenge. So, what would be the toughest one? I you know, it, it's hard to say. I think that the one of the toughest ones has to be uh, bouncing back up after the seven-one loss uh, against uh, against Portland. You know, we we came back and a week later played the Sky Blue at home. So you you know the whole time through my mind is that Portland game. You know, instead of getting ready for Sky Blue, I'm like, okay, what what did we do wrong? And, you know, I had to keep reminding myself, don't say anything about the game. Don't say anything about the game. Don't mention anything about the game. If they forget about the sooner they forget about the game, sooner they're going to they're going uh, to do better uh, on the games that are coming up. And uh, that's, that was probably mentally very challenging for me personally, uh, maybe more, more so as a person than uh, as a coach. But, uh, you know, as, as that in that time in that period, in same time, I'm like, okay, what do we do? What do we do now for the next game? You know, does it mean that we're not good enough? I mean, where are we at? How good are we? And uh, that that was one of the challenges for this year. Next year, the biggest challenge was the first game. Uh, uh, and uh, one of one of the things that that was challenging was. How good are we? That's what that's what I didn't know. Like I'm going into a home opener against Portland, one of the best teams in the league. How good are we? Are we 
are we one one good? Are we three zero good? Are we zero three good? You know, it was probably easy for uh, at that time Jim Cabara or Aaron Lines or uh, I don't know Paul Riley. You know, it would probably be easy for for those guys. I mean, they've been around women's soccer game for a long time. That uh, when they see the roster, they have a pretty clear idea of okay, this roster can do fairly well against this roster. But uh, for me personally, I had no idea how good we are. And that was a question that I kept asking myself. I I asked, uh, I was asking the the more experienced players uh, on the team. You know, they felt pretty comfortable with the, with the roster and who we have there. They felt comfortable with uh, what we do and how we do things. But uh, for me, it was still a, the – it was the – question mark i mean i didn't know and then every game as we as we uh every game we played it was uh i was getting clearer and clearer picture of how good we are yesterday when i spoke to uh becky and erica on the podcast they uh one of the things they said about you is that how prepared you are and how dedicated you are to researching everything and she, Becky said that uh, you've you've watched like every women's game in the world for the last several years now, or however she said it. But she said you can you can say that uh, Becky, you remember this play in this game where you did this and it, the result wasn't what you wanted it to be, and this is what you should have done different. Uh, they kind of attribute how how hard you're working and and researching and studying. Is that is that part of your success? I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's part of my success, but I, I feel like it's part of my uh, job and responsibility. Uh, if I want, you know, for this team to be the best they can be, I gotta make the, I gotta make sure that individuals, first and foremost, are the best that they can be. And in order for me to, to help Becky develop to the next level, I have to know every single thing she does on the field, whether she is with the national team, or she is with us. Uh, or if she's in camp, if they do, uh, if they do certain things uh, different than uh, than what I do, and how I can uh, how I can incorporate some of those things where I can where it's beneficial for both herself and and my and uh, and our team as well. But uh, as of researching and uh, and working hard, I mean, uh, one of the things that I promised uh, the players when when I first uh, when they first came in Kansas City was that. Uh, I I will work harder than anyone else, and the reason I said that is because, like I, like I said earlier, I knew I'm behind everyone starting starting the season, okay, starting the preseason, or even before that, starting the team. I knew I'm behind everyone else. I mean, that was pretty clear and pretty obvious, you know, who's lost in the Norsky in women's soccer. So in order to to overcome some of the obstacles, I knew that I'm going to have to work harder than than everyone else. And I promised the girls that uh, that uh, if they if they know at any point in time that there is a coach in the league that works harder than me, I'll walk away, and uh, I will ask the, and I ask the same thing from them. So uh, as of you know, as of uh, researching and watching watching professional women's soccer games, uh, I have to say that uh, I watched every single game in the season uh, last year and every single game in the season this year, and some of them I watched uh, I watched twice and three times, and 
you know, like Portland game now, I watched seven times. Seattle, uh, so far, I watched it, uh, the last uh, Seattle game against Washington, watched it four times. I mean, in, like I said, whatever I can get, uh, whatever I can do to to find a little edge somewhere, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, if that uh, helps uh, our players uh, as individuals, that's great because ultimately that's what will make this team better. Yeah, I, I know I asked you earlier what was your biggest challenge in coaching so far. What's been your most rewarding moment in coaching this team? Most rewarding moment? I don't know what's most most rewarding moment. I have to say the game on Saturday was the, the most rewarding moment. I mean, uh, I feel like uh, there was, uh, was something that, uh, you know, the, the, the loss, uh, the loss uh, against Portland at home last year and, of course, uh, the, uh, losing 7-1 this year was the whole time in the back of my head going into this Portland game. And uh, uh, as much as I didn't want to mention any of that to our players, I had to remind them from time to time who we play and what we need to do. So winning that game and beating Portland 2-0 and not not just beating them, but uh, also not allowing them to to have a shot on goal, it's pretty re- uh, rewarding. And uh, one other thing is uh, when it comes down to, to working, I mean, we take a lot of pride in working with the defenders with the defensive line and breaking things down into details. And I think that uh, that in Portland, uh, uh, the last game against Portland, everything came in place and everything that, that we've done in the last two years and everything that we worked on, we, we showed it in that game. And I think that was probably uh, overall one of the definitely one of your best defensive efforts. Period, if not the best, because uh, Alex Morgan was ineffective. She, I don't think she hardly touched the ball in the, for uh, long, long stretches in that game. Um, and there was, I think, there was only one shot they had if, through the whole game in the second half. But, yes, um, it was. Absolutely. That was obviously a, a you know team team effort there. Uh, that that shut them down. So it was a, a very impressive effort. Any, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you too long. I probably held had you on here longer than what we originally intended. But I appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, any last words or predictions or thoughts on uh, the upcoming match? You know, uh, uh, all I can say is that. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, good game. We're gonna we're gonna put up a good show, and uh, you know we're playing an extremely good team, uh, extremely uh, offensive team. And uh, regardless, I mean, of course, uh, I want you know I want to win more than anything else. And I, I don't know if I if I want to win for myself or uh, I want to win for the girls because I know what uh, what it means for them, and uh, they've worked so hard for this that. Uh, it, that uh, I think that uh, they deserve it. Uh, you know, they deserve it uh, so much. But uh, regardless of, of uh, what happens, you know, I'm very, very proud of them and uh, for for everything they've done. And, and I'm, you know, I'm just I've been blessed with uh, such a great group of players that uh, that have given me full attention and uh, respect. That uh, there's just, uh, you know, I'm 
I'm just happy to be uh, to be part of it and honored to to be able to coach uh, such uh, such a group and players. All right. Well, I, I thank you for the time, Coach. Uh, good luck this weekend. We uh, want to see you bring another championship back to Kansas City, and we have some hopefully good plans for that happening. So yep, I appreciate the you. time. Thank uh, you very much. And, all right. Thank you, Coach. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. You know we're gonna feel alright 